I'm happy to have on the show today, Big Al Gruswitz. He's the owner of Boundless Creativity. They do high quality photorealistic illustrations in 2D and 3D. So before you jumped into entrepreneurship, you were doing work at an agency working on Rogaine as the project. And you had actually taken over the creative department for six months while they were transitioning. What happened from that point that made you jump into entrepreneurship? Thanks for asking and inviting me to be here. I, I was running it for six months, like you said, and, and at the time I was a senior art director and I let him know that I thought that I ought to take over as creative director since the creative director had retired and they didn't want to promote me two steps. So they decided to make me an associate creative director. And then they hired a creative director and some other people and counting checks and stuff. Um, it was at that point that I decided that I really wanted to return my career to my hands and my head instead of what other people's opinion uh, was of what I was capable of doing. And so that's when I started working, I thought as a freelance art director, but the problem with being a freelance art director is you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, because they bring you in. If you don't come up with a, a solution, then they don't want to have, a, have you around. But if you come up with the, the, the solution that the client buys, then you've made them look bad and they want to just take over what you did and thank you very much and you're out of there. So I decided in 94 that I would get a computer and prove to myself that I knew I could do as much as I thought I could do because I'd been supervising people for six years working on computers. And so I found out very quickly that I not only could do everything I thought I could do, but I was able to do a lot more than most people because of my early art studio background and then my 30 years as a, as an art director. And so I decided to become a, a freelance illustrator. And instead of competing with art directors, I'm now making art directors look good. So. First days, jumping out there, finding the clients. What was that like? How long did it take? As you rightly called me, Big Al, I'm six foot six. I'm uh, over 300 pounds. And a lot of people know me as Big Al. I had a, a good reputation as an art director. And, and I was always somebody that was friendly with everybody that I was working with. And basically, uh, I started by going to certain agencies and uh, mostly medical agencies because of the fact that they do a lot of print and I'm doing imaging. So, um, anyway, uh, uh, I started going to uh, different agencies where I knew the people and, and working, you know, freelance on premises. And then every place that I went, somebody left. I would tell them, don't forget Big Al. And anyway, it started building. Um, I think the biggest thing about working freelance at that time was a matter of changing my vocabulary because at the beginning, I thought of myself as being employed or unemployed and it drove you nuts. And so uh, I finally re realized that the vocabulary had to change and what it was. I'm making money or I'm selling or I'm doing bookkeeping or I'm working on samples, but I'm always working. And, uh, that, that cleared up my psychic problem 
<laughs> and and went on from there. There, the Big Al is a brand. There are people who know Big Al, don't necessarily know Grusswitz. I had a, a situation once where arts department manager was going around and asking people if they knew any good freelance uh, people. Uh, and uh, this uh, one writer, creative director said, oh, when I was working over at Becker, there was a guy there, uh, uh, I don't know what his last name, I don't know if I ever knew his last name, but all I know is Big Al. She says, oh, I know who that is. And it's, it's been uh, my cards as Big Al. And I have also done things like email lists and I've done things in director of illustration and the, their medical book that they have as well. I've never gotten enough work to pay for the ads in those books. So I, I stopped doing that. I also had a rep in New York. I still have a rep in uh, Portugal, uh, uh, who used to work through that same rep. Uh, I don't depend on my rep. Yes, I get occasional jobs, but not uh, enough to keep me busy. Basically, in ninety in the um, middle nineties, I was working at Robert A. Becker Freelance, and I was working there six years freelance, and I had literally worked seventy to eighty hours a week there. And that included having to sleep on a couch at night uh, once or twice a week because I had a two-hour commute to the northwest uh, corner of New Jersey. At one point, uh, I just decided, I guess when they came to me at 11 o'clock at night and said, Al, I know you're working on stuff here, but I need this by 9 o'clock in the morning. No apologies, no nothing. And I just said, okay, they're just, they're taking this for granted. And, uh, at that point I decided I was going to start working from home. I have worked from home since the fall of 98, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, continue to do so. And of course the technology has improved such that it's much easier to do it now than it was back then. So these days, are you still taking on new clients and actively illustrating? Absolutely. In fact, I've had a, a surprisingly busy summer. I, I had nine weeks of work that were before I, I took a week off to go visit my wife's sister, who's 100, and my brother, who's 95. And so we did a trip to the Midwest to see them. When I came back uh, on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, I immediately started working on two clients' projects. It's just been uh, a constant thing all summer. And I'm 79 years old. And even more surprising than the fact that I'm still working is the fact the clients still keep coming. But three times I have been selected by Lazarus International Archives in Vienna for their 200 Best Digital Artists Worldwide Annuals, twice for my 3D illustrations, and then this year, for some of my AI illustrations. And I enjoy what I do. And I'm excited about the business. I am excited about the new things happening with AI. And I have the same enthusiasm about that as I had learning magic markers and learning a computer and learning 3D programs. Uh, I just find all this stuff just totally fascinating and totally enjoyable. 
I want your family's genetics. How do we transfer that? <laughs> my my mother in law was 102 when she died. So it's amazing that you have multiple family members that hit the centennial mark there. Well, what do you what would you say are the keys to staying sharp at 79? And you're very involved still and very with it. So what would you say? Yeah, I am. In, in fact, I have spent this last year on LinkedIn, basically trying to educate people on how to use MidJourney. And I also use Photoshop beta and I've done uh, things with, with Dolly and stable diffusion. But what I've been trying to do is educate people, not only about prompting, but also about, about, uh, subject matters that they, they could, you could, uh, use this for. I've co-authored two books uh, uh, with Brian Sykes. One was just he and I on using one-word prompts. And the reason for studying one-word prompts is to find out what what happens with that one word so you have a better idea of uh, how it's going to affect a longer prompt. You know, the thing is, that was what that book was about. We started it when it was version four of Midjourney. And halfway through, we were just about ready to publish and they came out with version five. So our 200 page book ended up being 386 pages long because we incorporated both four and five in the book. Uh, and, uh, then the second book is, uh, I'm one of, uh, 10 collaborators in another, one of Brian Sykes books, his second collaboration book. Uh, and I have uh, a lesson in that. I've also been, uh, uh, offering to ad agencies training programs on uh, how to use mid earning and, and also Photoshop beta. And I did that with one agency and I have two other agencies have expressed interest in doing that. It's, I guess what I could say is that the reason why I'm trying to teach people all this stuff and, and pass on my knowledge is because I've been very blessed and it, it's literally a bag for the blessings that I've had and the people that have helped me over the years. Yeah. You're clearly, you stay curious and you're always open to learning new things throughout your entire life. Still now, right? You're on the bleeding edge of using Midjourney and AI when some people don't even know what it is yet. And I, it keeps you very involved in it. And I think that's I something admirable. I should tell you, I was four years old when I decided to be an art director. I didn't know what an art director was, but I wanted to do full color spreads in life magazine. And I was one of these kids who my mother had art training and she started teaching me to draw when I was two. So by four, I was working on 18 by 24 sheets of charcoal paper with charcoal and pastels. And I, I wanted to do ads in life magazine. I never thought about fine art or anything. It was always that. So I actually did when I was at Campbell Ewald in the late sixties, early seventies, I, I had a, a single page full color ad in life magazine, look, post and automotive news that I had come up with an idea for a station wagon, uh, campaign, uh, ad, and I wrote the headline and did the layout 
and they bought it. And I met one of my early life goals very early on. And, and the second goal was to get to New York. We did that in, in 77. Al, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how could they do that? I have a website, which is boundless-creativity.com. I also would recommend looking at my uh, LinkedIn page. It has more contact information there, including my phone number and an email. I, excuse me. I have, I take on more and more work from different people. I, I have a, a, a client I just started working with a couple months ago who happened to be a junior art director back at Klempner when I was working there. And she said to me the other day, you're the only guy at Klempner that was nice to me. And uh, uh, that was like 30 years ago for Pete's sakes. And she's still, you know, and she's been a, an executive creative director in different places and and uh, she's on her own right now, but she's, she's coming back because uh, she liked working with me. Thank you, Al, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.